Welcome back for another video. As the double game week draws to a close, in this video we're going to run through how the team set to line up for blank game week 26. It's looking like a really tricky week thanks to injuries, and I'm looking to make at least two transfers this week. We're also going to talk in depth about free hit 29 and why that's very likely my plan later in this video, so stick around for the whole video. Starting with a quick reflect on how the double gaming went. 93 points of a minus 4, so a green arrow to about 82k at the moment. Edison doing the unthinkable, coming up with a double digit return with 11 points. He even got a couple of bonus points in the Chelsea game despite conceding. Saliba with his 10th clean sheet of the season, no defender's got more than him. Sack of another brace, and a bold decision to start Solanke over Gordon paying off. 4 points gained in the end after Gordon converted a penalty, but it all counts. Jota and Darwin picking up injuries, very unfortunate there. 0.5 games in a double game week's peak FPL. Darwin not in the squad for the looting game, and Jota's out for a couple of months injured himself. It's been one of those game weeks where many of us ended up on a red arrow despite using the triple captainship. You can't account for things like injuries, so don't beat yourself up if you're frustrated by Jota and Darwin. Foden should have come away with a return versus Brentford. 1.13 expected goal involvement across both games, but no returns for him. And Haaland was the biggest XG underperformer of Game Week 25, with one goal from 2.44 XG. Again, in FPL, the decision-making process is always important to focus on rather than the outcome. If you felt that Triple Captain Haaland was the best choice, then that's what's important. I certainly felt he was, and I was relieved he at least came away with a 10-pointer for 30 Triple Captain. The other frustration was of course Pedro Porro's injury. He was in the start in 11 instead of a Stupinian, who had to start instead, and he was benched by De Zerbi in their 5-0 win over Sheffield United. So 93 points, Van Dijk left to play. Let's have a look at the team for Gamic 26. Man City are away to Bournemouth on Saturday. It's Edison in goal with De Bradford on the bench, who is away to Arsenal this week. He's been a frustrating pick at times, Edison, but all is forgiven after double-digit return in the double. He's a potential transfer out in the coming weeks with one eye on the double in Gamic 28. Kaminsky, or more likely Neto, joining the team. Here's the clean sheet odds for Gamic 26. Arsenal and Wolves are joint top this week with a 42% chance. Man City have been given a 37.5% chance to a clean sheet against Bournemouth. In defence, it's Saliba, Estupinian and Pinnock. So Arsenal top the clean sheet odds this week. It's a good time to play them given that Wilson and Isaac are injured. Isaac might have a chance of making the game, but we know we can't trust how, whatever he comes out with in the presser. Newcastle haven't exactly struggled for goals though, despite the injuries. Over the last four matches, they're 7.7 xG ranked 6th. If you use the scout tables, you can filter from matches rather than game weeks, which is a neat way to ensure that you're looking at an equal number of games, not skewed by a very number of games that doubles and blanks can bring about. Link in the description to become a member. All my tables are public there. Estupinian's home to Everton this week. The question is, does he start? Gut feeling says that he will. He's a quality player and he's far too good to be a bench player. And the benching against Sheffield United might have been because he was at fault for Johnson's winner when he played Spurs the week before. Very common practice for lots of managers to do this after a mistake from a player. As a reminder to never switch off and no one's safe from a bench him. Either way, really going to need him this week in a blank game week. Pinnock's picked up an injury at the worst possible time. He hadn't missed a minute all season, but he's out for a couple of weeks now with an ankle injury. I was looking to take a minus 4 to field 11 players this week, and it's suddenly looking like a minus 8 on the cards. More on that in the transfer plans and which players I'm looking to bring in. The midfield is Saka, Foden, Gordon and Jota. So Jota's one player definitely leaving the team this week. Even had he not gotten injured, it would have been selling him. Klopp says he's out for months as well with a knee problem, so he's an easy sell now. No real regrets taking the one big punt on him for the double. Just bad luck for those of us that had him, as there's every chance he could have done well in such a solid double game week. Arsenal vs Newcastle is going to be an unmissable match after the drama in the reverse fixture. 
Arsenal have really hit form recently. No one's got more than their 16 goals over the last four games. There's some players that are just too good to be out of form forever. You have to be patient that they'll come good eventually. And Saka's a good example of that. After that four-match run from game 17 to 20 where he got no returns, he's come good since. Since then, he's got 59 points in the last six games, 9.8 points per game, and no one's got more over that spell. Can Foden avoid Pep Roulette? We're all counting on it with our City assets this week. He was exceptional against Brentford. He looks undroppable, but you never know with Pep. De Bruyne wasn't involved at all versus Brentford. Guardiola said that he's got niggles in his hamstring area and didn't want to take any risks with him. He added that he's okay and it was more about prevention. He said he didn't feel comfortable and the doctor said not to take a risk. So it's not the best fixture for Gordon this week, travelling to the Emirates, but we at least learned last match that he's on penalties when Isaac and Wilson aren't in the team, which is good news. Sometimes you do have midfielders or forwards playing your defenders. It's unavoidable at times, as long as it's not a regular thing, then you can at least minimise your downside. The front three is Solanke, Haaland and Darwin. Darwin, another one, definitely leaving the team this week, given the blank gaming, and some nice fixtures for other strikers at a similar price. Tony, Hoyland and Watkins all look like excellent transfers this week. It's another case of what could have been with Darwin, getting his goal versus Brentford before coming off a half-time injured. Haaland gets the captaincy this week, Saka vice-captain. Should have had more in the double, but the points will come. He took his chance really well after Ayers slipped and he broke free on goal. The Gamic 26 points projections are very close this week, so there is an opportunity to go for a more differential captain. If you haven't watched the Players to Buy video, make sure you do after. It will be on screen at the end of the video. It would be more peak FPL if Haaland outscores his double gimmick score of 10 versus Bournemouth. So Lanky's got the home fixture against City then. It's a bad fixture this week, but happy to have him and at least be a move ahead of those without him. He's basically essential for the upcoming double in gimmick 28, where he'll be by far the most captain player by active managers. It's an awkward spot if you've got Darwin and looking to bring in a striker though, because he does have a bad fixture this week. If you've also got Jota, then the more sensible route could be selling Jota for a mid-first and then buy Solanke in Gamic 27 when Bournemouth are away to Burnley. Ariel has done an amazing job getting the best out of him. He's registered 14.59 xG this season, which only Haaland can beat among forwards. The bench is Dubravka, Richarlison, Van Dijk and Pedro Porro. So no bench this week except Dubravka, so I'll be praying to the FPL gods that everyone starts. Let's move straight onto the transfer plans and chip strategy for the coming weeks. So Darwin and Jota are definitely leaving the team for a minus 4 here. The two players coming in most likely being Watkins and Huang, plus a minus 8 is on the cards which will be Pinnock to Gabriel. It feels like a very pivotal decision because it essentially commits to free hitting Gamic 29, barring a lot of upsets in the FA Cup. We'll know before the Gamic 27 deadline which team is blank in Gamic 29. The alternative path I could take is buying someone that definitely plays in Gamic 29 like Bailey or Douglas Ruiz. If I step back and assess my team though, currently I've got Pinnock, Pedro Porro and Richarlison are definitely playing Gamic 29. It would be 5 players have added 2 more this week. A further 3 transfers before Gamic 29 gets me to 8. If there are a couple of upsets in the FA Cup, it could be more, but as per Ben Crennan's graphic, the likes of Estupinian Foden, Harland Edison, Gabriel Saka, Dubravka and Solanke are all very likely to blank in my team. So that's another reason to look at Huang, who I feel is the better pick this week than Bailey and basically commit to free hit 29, which is a sound strategy. Another reason that free hit 29 works for my team is because if Bournemouth blank in 29, which is 85% likely, then I can still load up on Bournemouth assets for their Dublin game week 28, a really juicy home double game week against Sheffield United and Luton. I'd be looking to buy Neto, Senesi, or maybe Tavernier. And lastly, if there are no upsets, then it'd be a hit or two to field 11 in game week 29. So there is potential for an accumulation of everything I've just mentioned to more than justify a free hit 29. 
Some of you are going to have more players definitely playing in Gamic 29, like Ariola or Watkins, which is where it's more of a decision. There is potential for the minus 8 not to be repaid this week if I make all three moves, but Watkins has got great fixtures, as does Huang, and Gabriel would be played in Gamic 27 and 28, where he can hopefully repay the minus 4 for him. Gabriel also affords me the luxury of bench death if Pedro Pori doesn't make it in time for Gamic 27. Postacoglu said a couple of weeks, which could end up being Gamic 28. As far as Huang vs Neto, it's a very close call. Neto's been the more consistent player. He has been ticking along, but largely assists. He's got 2 goals 11 assists this season. Huang's been the opposite with 10 goals 3 assists. He's got a better XG this season, Huang. Neto's got the better expected assists. Huang might well be on penalties as well in Cunha's absence. He took one earlier in the season, though Sarabia wasn't on the pitch at the time, he's got a stellar penalty record himself. Lastly, the downside to free hit 29 is of course the missed opportunity to use it in a double gimmick later in the season. FPL Spaceman's projected the number of fixtures in gimmick 34 and 37 here. And it doesn't look like there's much to miss out on by not free hitting a gimmick 34. It's the likes of Arsenal, Palace and Everton at the moment who have a good chance to double him. I love triple Arsenal anyway. And gimmick 37 is a potential bench boost week, so that's another chip to use there. Hopefully I've explained that all well enough. There is a lot to think about, so rewind the transfer plan section if you need to. Thanks very much for watching. See you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.